0: You got kombucha there? Yeah. And you have regular coffee? I got decaf. I'm off caffeine. (laughs) I just have Maker's Mark in a mug. Oh, all right. You want to get it going? We'll get it. <laughs> dude, this has the ability to go so many places. Oh, it's going to be Let fun, man. I can't wait. Let it fly. Welcome back, everybody. to Town Hall. Uh, the podcast is out every Wednesday. As always, I'm Dylan Krasinski. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. You guys know the deal. With me, as always, is my good friend and uh, uncomparable host of the pod, Mike T. Kerrigan, everybody. Give it up for him.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. With the enthusiasm right off the top, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, we're real excited today. We have a great guest. Super happy to have him here. I mean, came in with hot, hot energy. (laughs) And, you know, I know that this is going to be a good time. It's going to be a hot pod, going to be a fun pod. And you guys are in for a treat. Guys, welcome our good friend and soon to be yours, Mr. Dan Lamort.
2: Woo, can't wait to do this. Sea otter. Yeah. Listen, hey. The wet gaze. There you go. The what? Wet gays. That's gaze. what I think, because an otter is a gay thing. Is it? And then a then gay in the sea, so a wet gay. I think he's calling you gay.
0: Well, now we definitely got to change the name, <laughs> People are like, oh, we're doing... They're like,
2: why did the numbers spike in Pride Month? <laughs> they actually did. <laughs> they saw no otters.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I'd never even thought of that. Of yeah, i never heard that before. Wet gays. Okay. Hey, we're getting slippery and wet, baby. <laughs> Right in the, right in the, or do otters live in the ocean? I don't even know. We did yeah. very little research about otters before I know naming de- the podcast. I know a little
1: bit about otters. Yeah, they're ocean dwellers. Are they? I thought they were river dwellers. I think I'm wrong, actually. I think yeah, they are. are. Fre- they could be, I think they're fresh. I think there are saltwater ones, but I think they are freshwater, too. A
0: lot of the pod is uh, Mike saying things, and any pushback, you will immediately back down.
1: No, well, because I think they were, that's what <laughs> Loch Ness Monster usually was otters, and that's freshwater. The Loch Ness monster was an otter? Yeah, like a lot of those pictures when they see it, it's like oh. this is zoomed in on an otter and it's all It's like it's all those like things, like aliens. Like I'm at this point, like aliens, Bigfoot, I want to see a good view. I'm sick of these like blurry sh- They're like, did you see that? I'm like, no, that I didn't. Dude. It's a blur. That's all it was.
0: You and everybody else.
1: Yeah, I'm tired just, of I've it. I've had it. It's do you believe?
0: Do you believe? Are you a believer in aliens and uh, other myth- mythical creatures? I
2: used to think my childhood bedroom was haunted. Really? So much so that I moved out of it. And when I'm back at my parents, as if I didn't move back five weeks ago, uh, still don't live in that
0: room. (laughs) (laughs) Out of fear? Out of fear that it's haunted. And also, it's a guest room now, so it's not for me. Sometimes that energy, if there's bad energy, it doesn't have to be a haunting. It could just be the energy there. And you're like, I got to get out. I got to stay out.
2: It was something that was like one of those rooms where I woke up. There was like a situation and it was just very cold and I felt like someone breathing over me and my dog was like on the edge of the bed, panicked. And then I looked up to see what was there and the the cord from the wall, from the fan, flew out of the wall and I moved out of the room. I was like, that was enough for me.
1: Well, that's kind of wild. That's not like a total nothing. <sighs> that's no, fun. it
2: wasn't a total nothing. And then I did this. I went into that room like eight years later as an adult and I'm shit you not the same exact thing happened. Cord flew out of the wall, cold air. So I was like, this room, something ain't right. Wow. That's... Yeah, I mean, I killed someone in that room like earlier, but I can't believe it's haunted. Still, <laughs> right? it's just coincidence. You grew up in New Jersey, right? I did. I, the classic trash uh, projection, which was Brooklyn to Staten
0: Island to no Brooklyn to upstate New York to Staten Island to the Jersey Shore. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just that's the full circle. Uh, Absolutely. I I, I only asked that too because I've been watching The Sopranos. And okay. I know that uh, my behavior is I'm watching it too much because I'm starting to think differently. Like, people owe me money. I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going to start collecting like Tony's collecting. Why can't we just do that?
2: <laughs> my road rage during Sopranos viewing goes through the roof. Like, I'm not even doing a bit here like how you just yeah. said that. I There was a guy riding my ass on the parkway in New Jersey. We get onto Route 9, which is like more of a, a stop and go section. We come to a light, and he pulls up next to me, rolls down his window. He's got a fedora on. Big, you know, chain hanging from the window. And I just look at him and I'm like, do you really want today to be the day that you die? And he said, what? I was like, I do not like how you're driving behind me, and I will kill you. <laughs> and obviously no intention of doing that, but I had just watched so much Sopranos, and I was like, this is what Tony would do.
0: That's the thing. I would never get into a fight. I'm like such a, dude, I'm such a pussy in that sense. Like, I'm not going to fight someone, mostly because I'm terrified of being arrested for it, you know, or getting my ass, that's my that's first such thing. such a
2: plausible
0: reason to not fight. Not that you're scared to get hit. You're like, I don't want to get arrested. Yeah. Like, I told Mike, I told Mike this the other day. Is there anything worse than, like, children how mean they are like have you ever seen like a young like a 14 year old kid on the subway dude i was getting off the subway the other night it was like 11 o'clock at night and there's this like 14 year old kid a group of them right they're they're like kind of jumping around the subway car they're jumping like seat to seat they're swinging from like the bars and I, I I saw them through the middle and I was like thank god I'm not in that train car but I get out and then I walk past and this kid is like 14 years old and he's standing in the doorway and he like just looks he's like staring at me watching me walk by and I have my backpack on so it's kind of it's kind of pulling my shirt a yeah, little tight uh-oh. And there's something about kids where they immediately get to your most deep insecurity. Your tits. He literally looked at me and he goes, he goes, hey, man, you got to take care of those titties. Uh Good for him. (laughs) Not even get rid of them. Just take care of them. I literally I dude, I had to laugh because otherwise I would have just cried the whole way home. I was like, that is so fucking cutting. Yeah, he got you. Ripped me apart, man. And then I thought about it, like, what, am, what are you going to fight a kid? Best no, case scenario, you, trip you win. You How big was them? him? Oh, he's small.
1: He was like you. No, well, then you can't. If he's six foot three, you know, like these kids, I'm like, dude, you're six, three, two fifty. Yeah. I think at that point, if, if they physically get you, you can officer. Fight
2: I had no idea he was a child. <laughs> I didn't ask for ID before I whooped him.
1: Yeah. But then they're going to suck you on the news and they're going to show his like kindergarten picture. They're like, yeah. And they show a picture. Of you like drunk with a prostitute him like, holding a Crayola. Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy I beat the
0: hell out of. Oh, dude, it was, it was, I thought about it the whole way home. And then literally five, like a minute later, I'm walking by. I've never had trouble with people at night. And I'm walking through my neighborhood, walking to my, uh my door. And I walked, there's like four guys hanging out on like the stoop, right? It's like 11 o'clock at night. And I have to like walk through them, you know? <laughs> I have to like walk through the group. What's your, what's your entrance
2: sentence i always have like something ready
0: well i it, it, they're like separated so it's like two guys on the stoop and two guys kind of like stand in a lo- so it's a natural kind of gap but i a lot of people like walk down with their head down and like just walk through because they're like scared or something but i always like make eye- and i'm like hey like we're neighbors dude you know they didn't see it the same way i kind of like look at this guy i was like all right like hey I'm walking through thank you and he literally looks at me and he goes Yo, you going to give me money because you keep staring at me. And I was just like, <laughs> "All right, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you should have gave him money. I, did, I just literally kept walking. And I was like, this guy's going to probably jump me. And yeah. this was this was your neighbor. Yeah, he lives up the street, I guess.
2: I've never seen him before. But yeah, I guess coming home late and the people in front of the door,
0: it could be the kids or
2: older people. You never want one okay. object
0: in the way. It was a lot. It was uh, back-to-back. I've never had trouble, and it was just back-to-back.
2: My girlfriend lost her keys to her apartment recently, so, like, for the past week, we've just been having to, like, when we get home late at night, just buzz everything and be like, hey, late-night delivery, and (laughs) just hope that someone lets us (laughs) man, and horrible. (laughs) So horrible, because it's the fear of, like, no one's going to... We're just becoming friends with everyone in the building now. Just like,
0: hey, add us on Instagram in case we get back. But now we have keys. Jesus. So. Yeah, dude, have fun I'm saying we on as if stoop. I live here.
2: I'm, just, <laughs> I'm very much the mooching boyfriend uh, right now. Yeah,
1: I can, yeah, I can tell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, where's this apartment you live at or stay at? Brooklyn. We're part.
2: I don't want to give uh, I, don't okay, know. I right. don't
1: actually don't even know. Flatbush, I assume? Flatbush. I'm I not used, familiar with Brooklyn. Yeah, I used to live in Bed-Stuy. We had stoop guys. So they didn't live in the building, but they were from the neighborhood from way back. And... Um, It was one of my hobbies to watch like these, uh, these like young, rich white girls go in and sometimes the stoop guy like one of them or two of them would be dead passed out like against the whole thing and they'd always like they'd apologize on every step they'd be like sorry 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 i'm like they don't even live here but i i live downstairs so i didn't have to deal with them and eventually me and the stoop guys became friends it was a little tension for a while
0: didn't you say there were guys stoop guys uh, cooking
1: crack on the stoop that was in bushwick when i lived down the street from here that was stoop entrepreneur yeah but it was an in man. cove stoop thing and i gotta say about these they were cooking crack because they had the what you call it like the brillo pad stuff and some bacon powder most polite guys ever is that how they you were cook so crack? polite no that's all i really ask i don't even i prefer you didn't do crack guys but uh if you're gonna do it if you're polite i'm not gonna give you a problem
0: i like how you really just casually were like i knew it was crack and named like the the most random ingredients dude how do you know that that's they how use, you cook they crack? Use,
1: it's not brillo it's uh, steel wool because no. they're packing up their pipe and they put the steel wool in. Oh. I don't know why I'm giving a cracked and you know crack <laughs> explanation, yeah. but they use it in their crack smoking because they put the rock and on the brillo. Baking then they, powder, you said too. Some sort of substance. That's too descriptive, Dad. Have yeah.
2: you ever done crack? No, can't say I have. I have cleaned with a brillo pad before though, so halfway okay. there. Oh well, yeah, there you go. Dude. I was just missing baking powder, baking soda. Would it be halfway done?
0: I don't know what they were doing exactly, but um, the guy was actually just cleaning a deep stain out of the concrete. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Carrigan's walking by being like, they're doing crack. And it's like, you know, our
1: late night cleaning business is really not taking off. Yeah, that's that's a likely likelihood that they're cleaning my stairs. is <laughs> just rubbing concrete. Washington Heights, they used to do it in the daytime, which was in the middle of the sidewalk. They'd be, I don't know what they were cooking up, that they'd be cooking stuff up. Yeah. And it was almost like you were in their way. You're like, excuse me, could you move to the side, please? That was pre, that was before pandemic. I don't know what it's like now. I'm sure it's better. Yeah. Oh, Last night was fun when I lived there though. It was wild but safe. You know, there's a lot of wild stuff going on. And there could be violence, but it was all within the, you know, was within people who lived there. They didn't mess with the uh, people who weren't from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the street guys. Mm. They also gotta rat to respect poison. the etiquette. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm all about. The etiquette, the politeness, it's all what I'm about. That is good. Yeah. Even a criminal has to Do be your polite. crack, but be humble about it. A polite yeah.
0: criminal really can get away with a lot. Oh, of course. For sure. Of course. Um, so I wanna uh, I wanna switch gears, I wanna ask you about this. It's drug related, but you are a big weed guy. Yes. We talk a lot about drugs Love and weed it. on the and Mike what used to be a big weed smoker, but it's off it now. Uh, but you are a big weed guy. Uh when did you start smoking weed? High school, sixteen probably. Really? Okay. And then it got more serious in college.
2: Because that's when, like, I was a baseball player and that's when the pain really started to set into my arm. Okay. So I was like, I need something else outside of the oxy that they give you for Tommy John surgery. <laughs> oh, you had Tommy John? I did, yes. Oh, shit. Uh, but that was after, that was the end of my baseball career. But, you know, friends had always had injuries, so the painkiller. I mean, the amount of stuff we did to try to put off the pain in our arm. We used to have this special powder that was a mix of caffeine and some kind of, like, Tylenol and pain reliever. And it was, we would do lines of it. We'd put it into drinks and mix it because it would just give you this insane energy boost and numb out your whole body. And then you could just go out there and they'd be like, dude, Dan's on fire today. And I'd be like, I can't feel my, my elbow <laughs> at all. But like, this is what we'd regulate The amount of, I have arthritis in my right arm and I'm 27. Like my arm is fully arthritic.
0: Dude, that's the, the shit that especially you don't think about when you're younger, like in your college years, you're like, how is this going to affect me? Like, you don't think about that stuff. No, not at all. I'm just doing lines. They're like, it's caffeine and Tylenol. I'm like, this should go up my nose. Yeah. I remember when I was playing rugby, my freshman year of college, I played rugby all through college. My freshman year, I, I messed up my shoulder and I went to the hospital. I just dislocated. It wasn't bad. Didn't need surgery. But I remember asking, like, my idiot brain was like, I asked the doctor, can't you just hit me with, like, an injection of something <laughs> so I can play tomorrow? And he was like, no. And I thank God he didn't because there are coaches. Like, if you played football in like for Alabama, they're going to do that to you. They're going to hit you with that like injection. Absolutely. And make you play.
2: I blew out my arm opening day of my first college game ever. It's so like first NCAA oh. game my whole life. I worked towards it. Blow out the arm. The next day, I was like a relatively important pitcher on the staff. So like I What wake does up- that
0: feel like when you blow out your arm like that? Like does it like
2: pop? Does it yeah. crack? Does I'll it never forget weak? the noise. It's like the loudest pop you could imagine. You are like, oh no, that was. My, I literally called my catcher out. My arm was dangling. I was like, hey man, just so you know, I just blew it out. But I want to stay in, so I stayed in for three innings. Oh my god! I only gave up one hit. It was very nice. It was a good. It was a good outing, regardless of the exploded arm. And then the next morning, I woke up and the trainer was down at the hot tub, uh, so I went down there and I was like, hey dude, I think I tore my UCL. I am like, this is really bad. But they needed me, so they were like them and the coaches, were like they were like, get in the hot tub, put some warm water on it and you'll be able to throw later. And I was like, when has a hot tub ever been diagnosed <laughs> as, a, as medical relief for a torn ligament? Oh. And then they tried to make me throw that night because obviously that comes first, not the player. It's yeah. what they could produce. And the ball just went like straight in the air and landed. There was nothing in my arm. Oh, my God, dude. So that was, uh, weed started picking up right after that when my arm, I was like, I need something. Because they give you painkillers wow. for a while, but you, you're very aware of... Especially as like a college athlete, I saw a lot of friends get kind of hooked on the painkiller. So I knew weed would be a better alternative. And
1: yeah. it does it does help with pain. The weed? Yeah. Oh yeah. What kind of pain?
2: Like kind of arthritis type stiffness. Arthritis, the stiff coming back from Tommy John too, the mental pain of not being able to play baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. That was a big one because I transitioned into comedy right away. Like I was still doing stand up while I had like the Tommy John uh cast on just because I needed something outside of that. But like, yeah, that's also like when weed is big for me in running because it running hurts. So yeah. You smoke weed and run. The pain kind of goes away. So like, I do think it, it
0: takes away at least that immediate pain. And then when it wears off, you're like, Oh no, everything's still torn. Dude, you, for, for me, whenever I smoked weed, uh, I don't really do it anymore. But if I like, I remember one time people are like, Oh, it, it helps with pain. And I had like, uh, like, you know, like my my back hurt or something, something was like hurting me and I smoked weed and I sat on my couch and it literally just like made it hurt more because my brain was just focused on that one pinpoint. And it's like, just think about how painful this spot in your back is. I
2: was just about to say that I was going to be like, there are some runs where I'm like trying to hide the pain and I smoke and all I feel is the area that hurts. (laughs) So this is not a foolproof system. It's actually the opposite of that. Like, I've had people be like, oh, I want to smoke and run. And then a week later, runners will come to me. They're like, my lungs are destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Taking dabs before you go running. Because that's what I, I smoke joints. I smoke two joints before I do every run. So like, I guess it's two? not
0: good. Yeah, I guess it's not good for the lungs. That's wild. How, what's the, what's, the, we always ask big weed smokers this question. What is like, do you do edibles too? Yes. What's like the, what, what's your like top out on milligrams?
2: I mean, the most I'd ever, I mean, I had done like one of those crazy nights where you take like 500 milligrams and just yeah, sees what happened <laughs> and it's not fun. I think like a hundred is the most
1: I would do now. And like even a good 50 milligram edible will get you where you need to be. That's cra- I take five and I'm like, you know, on another planet. Yeah. 50 to 60 is like recommended for like a guy my size. And, but I think with edibles is, it depends on where you get them. Like, I think I went to a bodega and got one of these like power punch bars now the milligrams it said on it was outrageous, and I ended up through the night eating it, and I'm like, "There's no." It said it was like a thousand milligrams. There's no way it was because I've had a hundred and fifty on wax gummies, and it was like way too much. So there's definitely some yeah, big play with edibles. edibles. Are wild. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. Like those wax gummies felt to me like. 500, like it was like the max for me. But you know what? They were unlabeled, and that's what the guy said. I, they could have been 500 milligrams, too.
2: Every bodega I go to now, when I buy papers, they're like, hey. Also sell weed now too. It's like every bodega guy is now a weed salesman. It's crazy. Dude, that's it is. It so is not funny. He's literally going. I don't want anyone to know. And I'm like, look behind you. And he's just got a rack of edibles. I'm
1: like, You don't <laughs> want anyone to. It's on display. It's almost like you're a dispensary. Yeah, some of them have the jars on the counter, and I'll be looking at the jar, and the guy will be looking at me like, "Are you a cop?" I'm like, "Dude, if I was a cop, you're but, and this was illegal. You're but, it's on the it's on the countertop. There are some weed. with the mushroom bars the now. There's a bodega with really? mushroom bars. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen
0: that. Are you a big mushroom guy, too? Hallucinogenic?
2: Yeah, not from a bodega, though. I'm not going to... You, know, you don't...
0: The portal to God is not bought through a bodega. Dude, I barely trust the chopped cheese from a bodega. I'm not going to be taking hallucinogenics. <laughs> Throw
2: some psilocybin on my chopped <laughs> cheese. That's really what
0: I need here. Dude, we're, we're probably six months away from that, honestly, of them just being like, do you want the special? Dude, there's a place, uh, one of the clubs in the village, that pizza place next to uh, the comedy shop, they were selling a weed pizza where they like put, I don't even know if they put weed on the pizza or they just sell you a pizza for $40 and then give you weed.
2: No, uh, (laughs) I think it
0: was oil. Was it oil?
2: Yeah. There's a very famous stoned pizza maker in New York. He's like, I've watched a guy become like, he'll put on Instagram now, like the brownstones that he's buying. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, why does comedy ever the thing? Inflation has hit everything except comedy. (laughs) I don't understand. Prices are going up and everything. And then clubs are like, we're going to give you $10 less. And I'm like, but everyone's paying more for everything. Yeah, my therapist yesterday is is she's like, we're tripling the price because of inflation. I'm like, did mental health go up
0: in price of dude? I was doing therapy for a while and then I stopped and uh, I still owe my therapist like a lot of money in that I'm like slowly paying off and I need therapy to handle how much money I owe him. (laughs) It's a problem.
2: (laughs) That's what my girlfriend was like. Is your therapist going to become three times more effective now? Like you have to heal me extra if I'm going to pay you three times. Yeah, I would stop. Yeah, that's wild. I can't stop. I'm autistic. I get more weird when I stop going. Are you? Yeah. I think you told me that. Asperger's baby. Oh, you can't call it that anymore. Really? Why not? Because the guy was a Nazi. Dr. Asperger was a Nazi, kind (laughs) of. So then it's our fault. That's what I talk about on stage. I'm like, I didn't do it, man. Like, we had the right word. And then, like, because you tell everyone you're autistic, and then everyone says the same shit to me. Like, you don't look autistic. I'm like, yeah, because love on the spectrum doesn't book a lot of
0: normal looking people. That would be hilarious if love on the spectrum just really shifted away from like just hard autistic and like they were just like we can't even tell anymore i love the show so much as an autistic person there are like they they throw some regular ones in there
2: yeah but like they if you watch it with the captions on the amount of times an autistic guy's talking and underneath it just puts grunts (laughs) 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 this one poor guy it said grunt and then right after it said stuttering grunt (laughs)
1: like you couldn't pick one this poor guy. That's so bad. Does Asperger's kick in at a certain age? I think it was always
2: there. It yeah. was just for uh, for my parents. They never understood it. It, they, it was not. I was always misdiagnosed, like bipolar or shit, like that. Growing up, it wasn't until I was an adult that it was kind of pieced together. They were like, "Oh, it's just like a neurotypical thing."
1: Were you more so? Were you like less social as a youth, and then you became more social, or were you we always kind of the same? weirdly, so like, that's the weird thing about
2: autism is like you meet one autistic person, you met one autistic person. That's like the cliche saying, like, I was always very outgoing, but in the things I liked, like I used to be, I would go through phases, like I was obsessed with clowns. So then for like five, six years of my life, I would dress up as a clown every day, go out in public and just be a clown.
1: So, okay, this is all making sense.
2: How old are you? kid yeah oh, you know. okay, okay it went that, from that then to santa i love santa so then i went through a santa phase where in july i'm just dressed like santa giving gifts around the neighborhood so like i was always out awesome. that is yeah, was hilarious but it was always th- like through phases so people would be like oh you don't seem autistic because you're outgoing i'm like yeah but if you realize my outgoingness is in comedy it's in running yeah. it's in stuff that i'm comfortable doing so like if i'm comfortable with it and it's always like these obsessions so, like one time i love golf balls so for
0: years i just collected golf balls Dude, that's so funny. Maybe I'm autistic
1: because I have a lot of those obsessions, too. Yeah, you don't stick with it hard enough. <laughs> I mean, this kid runs for real. If you were, you'd be a lot you'd be losing a lot more weight if you were autistic. What a piece of shit. That's what I do want to talk about.
0: Dude, you're you're a runner now. It's crazy the miles that you do. Yes. You haven't always
2: been a runner. Have not always been a runner. Running was always used as punishment in baseball. Dude, so maybe I hate there's that running, sadistic man. part of me that goes back to the days where I would piss off my coaches for like drinking and partying and they'd be like, You gotta run.
1: And what do you do? What are we talking here as far as miles?
2: We're talking. So right now, I'm four months away. About November fourth is my first 100 mile race.
1: Wow, 100 Dude. miles through
2: the mountains of West I told, Virginia. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't.
1: I honestly, I think I talked to you one time before, and when you told me that, I didn't even know it was pot. Like, I didn't know it was physically possible to do it. I now, and I'm still now. I'm going to be watching YouTube videos about this. Like, I thought Man. you would just die. Yeah, Dude, I mean, there's races now too.
2: that go to like 250 miles long. Wow. The Coca-Dona 250 in Arizona, which I would love to do in a few years, is through the desert, just straight 250 miles. How long does that take? The 250-miler is anywhere from, like, two to three. I mean, most people, probably four to five days. I mean, the guys wow. who are winning it are near the front. Oh,
1: do you guys stop at
2: night to sleep? In that race, yes. Sleeping oh, okay, happen. that Not makes sense like to me. regular naps, though. Like, the guys who are trying to win that yeah. will... They'll go as long as they can until, like, someone at a medical tent is like, you need to sleep right now, and then they'll sleep for, like a bare minimum amount of time and then keep moving. Like even in some tough hundred milers, like there's this one woman, Courtney DeWalter is like the most competitive. She notoriously in one race took a one minute nap and full remmed. Like she hit REM in a minute. And then when she That's woke crazy. up, she yelled at her crew. She was like, why'd you guys let me sleep so long? And they
1: were like, you were out cold for 60 seconds. Wow. dude! How much is the most a person can run without a, a break? Is there oh yeah, that's a good is there a record?
0: Yeah. I wonder. I oh, what I'm wondering. So
2: like there's a there's a type of ultra marathon. So that's what this running is called. It's called ultra running. And then in ultra running, there's different sects. An ultra marathon is technically anything over marathon distance. You have races that are like 50 Ks, which are 30 miles, 50 is a big amount, the 50 to 60 range, hundred mm-hmm. Ks are big, and then hundred miles and plus. Uh, and then there's this sect called backyard ultras where you run a four point one something mile loop. It's like a specific time. You run this loop every hour on the hour, last man standing. Say you finish the loop in 35 Whoa. minutes. You have 25 minutes to rest, but you can't start. You have to wait for everyone to get back, and then you take off again at the top of the hour. A guy named Harvey Lewis broke the record in that this year, and I'm going to get the number wrong. I'd have to look it up, but he ran somewhere in the range of 350 to 370 miles straight. Wow. That was like over three days of running, and his only break was you know 10 to 20-minute increments wow holy shit yeah so there's people doing insane like my buddy mike wardian just ran across the country his last day he ran 115 miles and closed on a six minute mile
0: oh my god After running dude. from
2: san francisco to reho that's why i love running it's Yo. like because comics are cool but they're lazy so like now i have this whole yeah. group of friends who was like
0: they're like yeah you want to go run 50 miles today and i'm like well i don't but dude. i appreciate that you guys do Dude, that's a that's what you need too with like that kind of stuff. You need someone who pushes you. I, I I've heard interviews with like actually I heard a David Goggins where it was like this guy, one of his buddies couldn't reach a certain point, and he was like, "Let's go run." And he was like, "How far are we go?" And he just wouldn't tell him. And then yeah. he ends they ends up running like thirty miles or something like that. But like, dude, yeah, I run like a mile and a half a week ago, and I was like. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty
1: beat. I'm going to go now. Dude, house. you know what it is? It is great to it's like I'm running if, I just started running. That's why I'm probably in bad shape. It's such a ment your mind starts to try to def, to make you give in. And I cuz you told me some rule which I liked a lot. It was like the 40% rule or yeah, something. Yeah, the Goggins rule. Yeah, this I'll have him tell you in a sec. But like I was running just a short distance, just started running, so everything's out of whack. Your brain's just like, "Just stop. Just come on. Yeah. Just just pull over to the side." It's really mental. And once you get past that, I'm like, "Wait, I could probably go." so much further than what my brain is saying and now explain to them what that is that's a great
2: thing yeah so goggins had this rule which is what got me into ultra running which was the 40 percent rule which is that i think that's the number he uses that when you think you're at the end like you've actually only used like 40 percent of your energy you actually have like a basically half a tank left to yeah. go and it's like your mind telling you to stop and the first time i heard that i was doing like i'd never run more than four miles and i was on a boardwalk and i dropped my water bottle into the water And I lost it. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to run. I don't have my water bottle. Yeah. And then I was like, let's try this Goggin shit. So I just ran eight miles straight down the end of the boardwalk and was like, oh, no, I don't need to run eight back. I have never run more than four miles before. So I hit the half marathon point on the way back. And I'm at that point. My nipples are fully bleeding. Oh, like I, I go to a woman who's getting in her car and I'm like, miss can you please drive me to the end of the boardwalk? <laughs> I'm like, I just ran a half marathon. I've never run more than four miles. I think I'm going to die. And she was like, absolutely not. And her car <laughs> she couldn't have been more startled. Like, are I you mean, serious? She should have been. I would not give a ride to anyone who's bleeding from their nipples. Male or woman, that's not a good story.
1: Yeah, that, that could have total Like, if she got killed, everyone would be like, yeah, that was her bad. He rolled yeah. up sweating. His nipples are bleeding. And they found her
2: body on the side of the road with no nipples. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the fucking nipple killer. It's the nipple killer. (laughs) It should have been a fucking.
2: (laughs) I'll never forget just being in pain and like that rejection and then just walking those cold last three miles. Mm. But yeah, that was the 40. And that's when I realized I was like, ah, this crazy motherfucker is actually onto something. And that kind of changed a lot for me, where I was just like, started pushing much harder than I had ever had before. But it's weird because like comedy is all neuroses and then running is all like, especially that distance of running, you kind of feel like you're healing your neuroses. Because it really like some of the shit that comes up in ultra marathons, I'm, I'm baffled at like anxieties that I didn't really know I had or that I knew I hadn't, I didn't think would come up and running like in my personal life. And it, your mind just like forces you to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Like Goggins also says that he's like anything that you're anxious about in your regular life will come up at mile 80 or 70. It's going to come up. And uh, after going through that and like going through each ultra, I feel like I get worse and worse at comedy. <laughs> 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 I'm like I need I need more, that's why, guys. I'm drinking whiskey right now. Out of a,
0: <laughs> I put in, I put it in the mug specifically. So you yeah, didn't we're have talking to tell health, anybody. and I got a couple whiskey here. I just want the people. He did. Know. He came in hot. He was like, I could use a drink, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay. I came in hot, the hands came in shaky. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're putting out this, okay, you're putting out this, like, pillar of health. You're like, yeah, I run 150 miles, but I like how you're balancing it out with whiskey in a cup. I also want to talk to your, I mean, boy, <laughs> kid just got his first three tattoos of his life in what, a week and a half? It's been a th- <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, I, I swear to God, I seen you on Instagram, fucking th- two weeks ago, post one tattoo, and then two back to back i'm like eh. <laughs> what would you think about right on the forearm baby
2: <laughs> yeah i really went prime real estate uh all three of these have been done we're done in a two week period yes all at the same place in brooklyn shout out fib bar it's a bar that does
0: tattoos is that by uh oh shit is that by king's theater yes Oh, Absolutely. dude, I went there because yeah. I saw Tom Segura at King's Theater and I went there for a drink before and I go, they do fucking tattoos in here. Yeah. That is unsanitary, I, right?
2: That They do it downstairs. It's actually a really nice Oh yeah, shop. yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually. I like it. The egg is my favorite.
0: Yeah. What do you got here?
2: I yeah. have an egg. I do like broken. One. I got it. It says it's all right now. That's a quote from Ram Dass, who's a spiritual dude. And yeah. then this is this was the first one because I'm, I'm coming out of a breakup and very quickly into another relationship. So I thought a happy face from a sad face (laughs) because happiness can come from a sad thing. Okay. Uh, This, what I did not know, is the universal symbol for bipolar disorder. (laughs) So, yeah. Hey, listen,
0: you know, at least it's not there permanently. I know.
2: (laughs) So I don't know what we're going to do about that. But yeah, three tattoos in three weeks. So. You know what? Everyone's been telling me that I've been spiraling after this breakup. And I'm like, I'm not spiraling. Everything's fine. They're like, you have an egg tattooed on you.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, listen, if someone in my life came to me and they were like, hey, I just got my first tattoo and then my second and my third all within 11 days, I would have concerns. Uh My favorite thing about it is like, you know, I'm used to comics sitting down in front of me and being like,
2: how are you? (laughs) Every comic I see now will sit down next to me and they go, Dan, how's it going? (laughs) I mean, the hellos have changed so much. I'm like, guys, it's okay. Like, Social media makes things look better and it also makes things look worse. I guess I haven't chose the right stories to post in the breakup or the right things. Uh, (laughs) There may have been some missteps along the way, but it's not as crazy as it seems.
0: Do you have any plans for more?
2: I had an appointment this weekend that I canceled. <laughs> I canceled the appointment this weekend because, quite truthfully, I was looking at the bank account and I was wow. like, "I would need to sell some merch to get this tattoo." Yo,
0: what was the tattoo?
2: This one was going to be like uh, it was going to be on my leg. My childhood dog was named Tabasco, so it was going to be a bottle of Tabasco sauce with his oh, face on. That's the
0: cool. I like that. I yeah,
1: like that. and cool. then I bailed on it. What kind of dog was it? A puggle. A puggle. What's that mixed with? A pug a and a pug and a beagle.
2: Oh, I wow. was going to
0: think of, like, a joke to make, but I had nothing quick in the moment that was uggle. <laughs> I've never met someone who cares so much about dogs. Than I love dogs.
2: I love dogs. Ugh, I love
0: dogs, too. But you know when, like, you know when, like, an attractive woman is walking with a dog, and you can, like, oh, like, I love the dog, but also then I can talk to this, like, beautiful person? Yeah. Kerrigan will legit be, like... Like, I was with him, and it's just, like, guy. And he's like, oh, my God, is that a ba-ba-ba-ba-ba? And just rattled off the breed of the dog. Never heard of it. And he's like, yeah. And Kerrigan's like, yeah, my family breeds them. Or <laughs> whatever. Well, we don't breed them, but we've had had. What was the ones. dog? It was a quiche hound. A quiche hound. We don't
2: breed them. We just watch them fuck. All right? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, we had no outcome, just the process. I do love dogs, though.
2: As do I. I mean... <laughs> Big dog fan. My girlfriend currently has a Shibu Inu, which I've learned is a huge conversation starter for people in public. They yeah. love being like, wow, that's a cool dog. Yeah, yeah.
1: don't like them because, uh, not that I don't like them, but as a guy like who pets dogs that aren't his a lot of times without permission, uh, Shibu Inu is very standoffish.
2: Yes, hers is actually, she says the opposite. Hers is so friendly. It's oh, that's really rare. nice. But that's she rare. had told me that they're like a stingy dog, which I kind of like. They're like an autistic dog.
1: Yeah, they like
2: they, yeah. they stick to their their people. Um, we're kind of that's what i try to tell people I'm like oh, we're kind of like dogs you know we don't like the loud noises if you touch us the wrong way we will bite you like there are a <laughs> lot of similarities i bit a lot as a kid
0: they should have known
2: dude so did i
0: yeah when i was really little when i was really little i mean little people kid. and like yeah me, oh yeah, me yeah, yeah yeah i, I knew bite like my I cousins who did shit. that yeah.
2: one time my mom she tells this story where she like she invited this woman over my parents they only had me and there was this woman who had like three kids and in my mom's words she was like i'm pretty sure this lady was abused by her husband. So I really God. wanted to invite her out to get to know her better yeah. in case she needed help. So yeah. they bring the three kids over. The woman's clearly anxious. Like she's okay. like maybe she's not supposed to be out with the kids. Thanks. And they have this adorable baby. I'm, I'm a kid too. And my mom tells a story that she just hears screaming from downstairs and they walk up and the baby just has a huge bite mark on its face. Oh my God, And I'm sitting there like with the baby and they're like, what happened? I'm like, it was so cute. How could I not? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, the woman just started crying and she was like, this is going to be so bad for me. And
0: then just left. So
2: we never saw them again. So if you uh, know of a woman from Brooklyn with three kids who's been missing
0: for approximately 25 years, please reach out. (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah, dude, I used to bite. uh, Apparently, I don't remember it, but I'm a great, you know, great guy now. Uh, But as a kid, yeah, apparently I used to just fucking latch on, (laughs) bite people. I'm a great guy now. It's been years since the last bite. Dude, there is a video. There is a video at like a family party where um, I have one of those like little buggy cars. And I guess it's mine. And I'm like trying to, you know, I'm sitting in it. And my cousin, who's a couple of years older, like reaches in to try to like honk the horn or turn the steer. And I literally this video, I just like lunge forward and like bite her <laughs> on the arm. You can't even get it. It's just video evidence, dude. I'm like three years old. He might be autistic, actually. That's a yeah. lot of biting. Really? How'd they
1: get you out of it? Shock therapy in the garage. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a lot of memories of me as a kid. I know. There's a blo- there's probably there's something missing now. Now that I've heard this biting story, there's a bit of Dylan's history we don't know about.
0: Yeah, I don't. I just remember that. I remember watching the video, but I don't have the actual memory. When are you supposed to have memories as a kid?
1: I have none. So I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, I think really from have... uh, I think they say generally, I think it's probably different, but three on three on. Yeah, you have memories as a four year old. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, maybe maybe even young, some real real young ones. I don't know why I remember them.
0: I feel like I I feel like I have maybe like a couple memories as being like young, like a hand.
1: But like most of my memories are like starting at like seven or eight. Yeah. Well, some people develop differently. Some people talk really quick. Yeah. I had a buddy who didn't speak till he was like three years old, but I think there was a trauma involved there. Oof. Yeah.
2: That's yeah, what yikes. I'm one, like. There's a part of me that worries that since I don't have many memories, I'm like am I blocking out something major that happened as a kid? That's what I wonder about people oh, like yeah. us who don't. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I think about it, so I really don't blocking think so, out so.
2: The only memory I have is one year when I was younger, I asked my parents for 100 red balloons for Christmas, and they got them for me.
1: I'm trying to
0: think. Oh, I got, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I got some younger, but like preschool maybe, but I don't know how old I was. I would imagine like four or five probably. Oh, like yeah, I remember like everything. Stuff.
1: Well, not literally every day, but I remember that well. Really? Yeah. Well, that's I'm envious of,
2: of you. I think I would like. I'm 27 and I really don't even remember much of my college years. Really? Yeah, I've been in quite a few car accidents since though, so.
0: Have you? How many car accidents?
2: 2 in the span of 3 months when it happened. So like the one was a traumatic brain injury as well. Are you or serious? At least like I had to go to cognitive therapy for. It. That's what they called it, like a minor traumatic brain injury because I had spilled a to- i told people i spilt the hot coffee at that point i didn't drink hot coffee i drank, I drank like mocha culatas. i spilt the mocha culata on my lap from duncan in traffic and i went down to like get it and i accidentally hit the gas and crashed in the car in front of me but since i was bent over oh, picking man, it up right. the airbag hit me and snapped my neck back oh, and like dude. that movement of the brain like rat like i lost so many memories after wow. that. wow I had to go to like these weird cognitive therapies where they would just show you shit on a screen and you'd have to like remember the shapes. Wow! And then three months later, I was in a car accident with a drunk driver. Were you in the car
0: with the drunk driver, or were you hit by a drunk driver?
2: Uh, this is also a stage joke. I crashed into him, but he was drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. A, I <laughs> yeah. mean, hey, that's ideal. That's I, of, yeah. I won the lawsuit. <laughs> that's. Crazy. It was his fault in hindsight. Yeah. He, he got drunk and fell asleep in the middle of the road, the exit lane. Oh, and you he like, thought he had pulled off to the side of the road. It was two in the morning and he just fell asleep it was like a 55 60 mile an hour lane oh, so i went into him full speed wow Ooh. that one, i just broke my feet somehow i don't know
0: oh broke both feet
2: uh i believe so yeah cuz the car it probably is,
0: up. Is, is you probably slant you push down you push down like and, you're and that's exactly what they said yeah. and then the brake stops and then you actually are you're the one who breaks
2: your feet yeah just from
0: pushing damn Ooh. dude that's brutal have you broken anything else so you got the you got the elbow surgery broken <laughs> feet
2: uh, i <laughs> This is the worst. I broke my jaw in high school. How'd that happen? My center fielder on my baseball team got into a collision with our, our right fielder. He <laughs> broke his jaw very bad. He had to go to the hospital and get it wired and all this shit. Mm. I visit him the next day in the hospital. I pass out on my face. My jaw breaks through my ear. I am put in the hospital the same day with a broken jaw. <laughs>
1: get Dude, that's the fuck weird. Out of here. That is weird. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say. You went in. You seen him. You went in a rage and like went on a revenge streak. (laughs) Just start hooking nurses. You did this. Yeah, I passed out on my face.
2: My chin caught the. I literally woke up in the room in a pool of blood. I'm like my because my chin split open. So I'm in a pool of blood. And there was like a Bugs Bunny balloon, and it just floated past me. And I just, I, <laughs> All I said was, who let Bugs Bunny in? And the next thing you know, I'm being turned over and put on a stretcher.
0: Oh, my God. And
2: then the doctor comes in, and he goes, like, they do the test, and then he, this is like later in the evening, and he goes, I don't know if you're the best friend ever or the worst friend ever, but you just broke your jaw visiting your friend with a broken jaw. <laughs> I didn't need, like, surgery or anything because it broke through my ear, which has still led to hearing issues in adulthood. I don't have most of my hearing in my right ear. Oh, shit. But, like, it broke through the ear. Damn, did it, did it have to get wired shut? Nope, healed wow. on its own. Wow. Well, that's what they said it was going to heal on its own and then the, the ear never healed. Damn, It's so like dude. I've needed tubes in my ears but that was something I needed as a kid anyway. Like uh, autistic people have a lot of buildup of fluid in their ears. Really? Yeah, I've I had tubes into adulthood.
1: Oh, shit. that's crazy. Can you swim?
2: Like, are you allowed mm, to swim? I can. I hate going to the bottom of a pool. It really Hurts. annoys me. Yeah, I love swimming. I love doing laps. Decent swimmer really can't go... The lower I go, the more it hurts. And planes are really tough. When a plane lands, I look like such a spaz. Oh, with the popping thing? Dude, yeah. Going
0: to a bottom of the pool hurts me too. I feel like these might just be related or maybe I am autistic. Yeah. They, Who knows? <laughs> maybe I've just passed it on to you. <laughs> Is it contagious? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, yeah, dude. I go swim to a bottle of the pool. It hurts too. Um, so when you were young, were you uh, were you a partier when you were younger? In like high school, uh, in like early college? Or did you kind of get into that kind of after college.
2: I was a drinker more than a partier, I'd say, because I liked drinking but I wasn't popular.
0: Okay. So, so did I, you get in trouble when you were a
2: kid? Yes. I like, was arrested that, yeah. 3 times. Were you really? Yes. Oh, mischief. Go, mischief, mischief and selling weed. Okay. What so what were how old were you when the first one happened? 16. Me and my girlfriend in high school and her friend and boyfriend were out and we wanted to go egging. So we went to CVS and nice. bought like three cartons or four cartons of eggs. Obviously, the woman called the police immediately because they're like, there's kids buying four <laughs> cartons of eggs. They're not just making an omelet night. And then we egged the first car that drove past us. And it, it had its window down. And I threw like a perfect spiral into the car. And then the dude got out. And all I saw was the gun on his waist. <gasps> so and I just screamed like every man for himself. And I left my girlfriend. <laughs> like This is the full true story. Left my girlfriend. We were by in Matawan, New Jersey, which is where we went to high school in Homedale, St. John Vianney. So we go to this place called Strathmore, which is like a movie theater restaurants. I go to Strathmore. I buy a ticket for a movie and I sit (laughs) in the movie theater. I'm like, I'm going to get away with this. Fuck them. They're going to get arrested. That's fine. I had on my varsity jacket. So the cops come in, cuff me and take me out. In the movie? Yeah. I'm like, how'd you guys find me? They're like the back of your jacket says Lamort on it. (laughs) <laughs> and massive cursive lettering and they're like your girlfriend told us your name wow so that was the first time i was arrested, and then they, they just let us what go movie were
0: night. you watching you remember i don't remember oh, i really i was on full
2: panic <laughs> for some reason like a paranormal activity is sounding like okay, it would have yeah, been that yeah, time yeah. i graduated in 2013 so i think that was around the time where it was coming out that's not bad
0: so they they let you go they didn't really hit let, you let us that. go
2: that time let me go when i got ar- i got arrested on my school bus because that really? one was mostly not me. We were bad on the school bus. We used to like cut off the seatbelts and throw them out the window and shit, <laughs> egging out of the window. Uh, but one of the kids on the school bus did that, cut off a seatbelt, broke a windshield, and I, took, I got blamed for it. So I got arrested on the school bus for you that. You took the blame? Yeah, I told them it wasn't me, and they were like, nah, it probably was, because I would thrown an egg up, at the dude. bus driver that morning. So like, I wasn't completely... So I got banned from the bus at that point for a little while. My parents hated that. Because yeah, they, then one of them has to find a way to get you to school every that day. That sucks. That's like a parent punishment. Yeah, your parents you then though. have to just give up work. It's like, what are you doing, school? Yeah. I understand I'm an asshole, but you can't just make an adult not go to work. Well, I guess and That's they a do. hard parent punishment. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And then uh, shortly after that, I got arrested for selling weed. And that was the one where my parents really, that was like, Pissed. my mom is such deep Irish Catholic guilt with her parents that when I got arrested for selling weed, she made me call her mom and apologize. <laughs> How much did you get caught with? Not much at all. Like it was yeah. literally like it had to be less than an ounce because we were oh, kids. We okay. didn't have money to really. Yeah. We were just trying to, what happened was we were going to, a. Uh, we were older kids. We were like juniors going to like a sophomore party that night. And we wanted to just bag up dime bags as dubs and rip them off. Mm. So we had all of these like dime bags packets. So it looked like we were selling a lot when in reality we were just going to rip off one party. This was like our first big scheme to do it. And I ran a red light and had all the weed in the center console with my license and registration underneath it. So, like, when the cop asked for it, I was like, you can't have it. And then, obviously, they just searched the car and arrested the three of us and shit. And like, that one was a real one. Like, cuff, Miranda rights, all that stuff. That sucks. Had to go to court. What happened with that? Good lawyer. Got me off. That was the year I got a lawyer for Christmas. And that was the last time I was arrested. Yeah. I mean, That's there's been close Christmas, calls dude. in adulthood,
0: but really? I've always it out of the way uh, you know i've never uh knock on wood
1: never gotten arrested never uh even been close i don't think yeah not surprising okay well <laughs> you know <laughs> it's good dude being arrested is not cool going to court is worse i think i Court's, used to be in court every yeah. single day but on the opposite side you, you were know, a judge
0: I, mean, I was a prosecutor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was a judge dude and i was a prosecutor for five years Did i, I told you that you right?
1: were a lawyer i still am what yeah dude you look so young. Yeah, he's in entertainment law, so if anyone out there needs a... true, sure, now I do entertainment law. Yeah.
2: You have, you're like, I know entertainment and I love law.
1: Dude, it's, well, I work for my buddy, but
0: yeah, it's, uh, he has the firm, but it's great, yeah. But yeah, I was a prosecutor for five years, so, you know, all you uh, hooligans, dude, all you troublemakers.
2: I wish I did something like that as well. I'll never forget the second my well, now elbow snapped. Now I do this.
0: You know? The second my elbow snapped when I was
2: playing baseball, the first yeah. thought in my head was I should have paid attention at school more. That was the first. <laughs> oh, I was man. like, oh, shit. I really wish I didn't put so much thought into baseball. Did you think you were going to go pro? Did you have dreams of going pro? Yeah, I mean, the Phillies had talked to me at points. Really? One scout, specifically at the Phillies, Wilmer. I still keep his business card in my wallet. Loved me a lot. There was one specific game he saw me where. My catcher, I came in to close the game, struck out the first batter, but the catcher dropped it, so the guy got him first, and then I struck out the next three. So I had four strikeouts in an inning, and then that was when the interest on their end started. But coming out of high school, wasn't drafted, no interest outside of the Phillies. And then college, I started throwing a lot harder. I didn't throw hard in high school. I was always the guy who was like pretty nifty. I had to get by through like, I had a mean changeup. That's what people used to say. I also had a mean system for hiding thumbtacks, pine tar, and petroleum jelly on my body to dominate really baseball. Yeah. I was very old school, filthy kind of pitch like that. Cause I didn't throw hard. <laughs> so I needed to do what I did to get by. Cause I was, you gotta was, get the movement. I was on teams. I was playing guys who are still in the major leagues now. And especially in the summer, I was playing for teams from Florida and from Georgia. So I was on these good teams cause I knew how to pitch, but I didn't throw hard. So I always needed something to get by shit. And then college I started throwing just drastically harder. Where like that summer going into college, like started sitting in the low nineties. Things were looking good. And then it, the arm just couldn't handle it
1: at wow. all. How did you get that strength? Did you have to lift to get that? Or there was a can't? lot of lifting.
2: I had started because the scouts uh, recruiting me in college, uh, going into college, were all pretty honest, where they were like, you're a good pitcher, but you're a fat piece of shit. The scouts <laughs> were very honest. They would like they would put up scouting reports online about you that would be like, Lamort has a thick frame. What used to say. You're in high school reading this. People are like, oh, body dysmorphia. I'm like, I had scouts publicly posting this on sites <laughs> that thousands of people looked at to recruit you being like wow. fat and should not be
1: fat. Dude, One of those scouts probably watching this show. He's like, and now I'm the reason he's skinny. Yeah. <laughs> the mental trauma. Oh God,
2: dude. So yeah, that's when like I started getting into shape when I started getting scholarship offers because I knew that I had to. And then I think just a mix of that. And like now being in like a college program where I had like a real pitching coach and like real workouts and a real gym. I say that real. I went to a school called Felician University, so our initials were FU. I, I, shit you not, hand wrote my college entrance exam on Loose Leaf. So I don't know what type of school we're dealing with here. Holy shit, dude. That's so funny. Their biggest turnout at the school is cops, and you don't need to go to college for that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny uh yeah it gets worse our campus was fairly dickinson's old campus they were tired of it and picked up and left and went to a new campus and then this school came in and was like we'll take the old one. it was a hand-me-down college where was it east rutherford new jersey right by giant stadium of course the year i left they only had one dorm building the year i left so many people extra came into the school that they put a lot of the students in the red roof inn and almost all of them got bed bugs oh. that was their
1: dorm was a red roof inn that is that dude. is ghetto dude yeah. red roof inn where do you where do you stay i stay at the red roof inn they're like dude are you homeless or like cooking meth what are you doing it's never a
2: red roof is never a good look especially as a college dorm uh, Man, what
1: dorm are you in the holiday <laughs> the only good thing the is Marriott. if it, if they did this is like they do they change the sheets for the college kids yeah, do you have like that would trying, be? nice, I'm also dude. trying to
2: wonder them using like their meal card at a Red Roof Inn. In yeah, the van, which, why yeah. isn't this
1: working? Yeah, because the they only inevitable- serve one meal a day. It's eggs
0: every eggs and like cereals. Yeah, the inevitable Texas Roadhouse that's attached to every Red Roof Inn just <laughs> just eating that three times a day, dude. They have to have, have built more dorms at this
2: point by now. It was a wild school. We there are things I could say. We had kids on our team. We had one kid on our team who at no point was a student of the college. <laughs> and we were a competitive Division II school who regularly like, made it to these tournaments. Really? We had a kid who... Uh, there would be no record of him ever attending our school. He might not have even been a college kid. This is... I'm not going to go into details. The kid still follows me. He's, what I could say is this kid wouldn't shower.
1: Okay. He was like one of those big kids. And oh, like everyone yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. you
2: have to shower. You have to shower. No, I'm not showering. We were going on our first big trip, which is we would take the shitty team bus, which was just an out-of-service New Jersey transit bus that had our colors painted on the side, Nice to Florida. So we'd have to drive this bus to Florida from oh. East Rutherford. He went into the gym and did a four-hour lift and then got right on the bus. Brutal. Just the stinkiest. And uh, the, the behavior on this bus, I mean, you have people mixing codeine, NyQuil, and cups just to pass out because you're you're on a—, you're on a you're, you're only stopping when that bus wants to stop. So you're stuck at the, at the uh, I don't know the word. I'm not smart enough. I was like, the quest? But I'm like, the quest isn't a word. You could just say the at. will of the bus driver. The will of the bus driver. <laughs> yeah. My brain always wants to go to the smart word, and then my and then it just goes, that's not you, man. That's
1: yeah, just say, you. hey, you're, you're stuck at the will you know what, of I the think bus you were driver. Right. I think you were right on that, the bequest. <laughs> we'll get ripped up in the comments <laughs> yeah, on this yeah, one.
0: I don't know, the, the bequest, dude. That's crazy. So, were you uh, w- were there any other sports at the school, or was it like was baseball the main sport, or were you guys competing with like a football team or uh- no
2: football team? There was uh, pretty much everything else. Okay. We were the I-, I would say at that point in my time in the school, we were very much the competitive ones. Like the baseball team yeah. was the good team there. The coach I'd grown up with, so that that really helped because when I got arrested uh, in high school. There was some of the other schools like uh, that had stopped showing interest because uh, that yeah, was yeah, on yeah. some of like the recruiting things. Like, have you ever been arrested? That's and tough, dude. We were very much like, I'm not going to get into some of the things people on my team had done because they're really bad, like true crimes. Really? But we were like a last chance, you almost in some <laughs> aspects. where <laughs> There was a lot of forgiveness given. That's a nice way to put yes, it. Yes, for things that maybe shouldn't have been forgiven for some people, but they wow. were. To, yeah, you know that they they cared about winning, and that's what they did. Hey, you know, business first. That's what they yeah. uh yikes. they want they always want me to go back and do their banquet and I'm like, "I think you guys don't want me to speak about this <laughs> They're the type yeah, of school have that a lot they, of thoughts. They were like, "What's your college price?" And I gave them my price, which as a comedian, when you do colleges, the price is high. It is yeah. what it is. Colleges have the money. And then they were like, "We can't do that." I was like, "All right." I was like, "I'll literally cut it down to $500." <laughs> and they were like, "How about 250?" And I was like, "No." Jeez, dude. Jeez. That's brutal. You graduate? No, I left so quickly. Okay. All I right. was already thinking of transferring out to a Division I school to play when I had gotten hurt, uh, before I would gotten hurt, because I, I wanted to go elsewhere. And, like, we were doing that thing where all of the freshmen were talking about leaving, because oh. we didn't love it. And then I got hurt, and I was like, all right, guys, let's do it. And I left, and no one else left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I went to a junior college called Mercer County Community College because I still thought I was going to come back. I had like a team of three doctors and a really great physical therapist who helped me get back. I got my surgery by the Yankees doctor, Dr. Ahmad. Put the fucking Yankees ring on my finger before he did the surgery. He's wow. like, you're going to be in great hands. Botched the shit out of my arm. Did he really? really mangled it. Was never able to throw a baseball again. I've never even thrown off a mound since then. And wow. uh, yeah, I was the only one who left the school. Holy shit.
0: So this guy fucked up your arm? I would
2: say, yeah, because I tried so hard to come back. The physical therapy didn't work. Uh, I went to this junior college, which at that time was one of the top JUCOs in the country, great program, and I just didn't have it. Uh, like at Felician, it was very much understood like we were talented. So practice was not that it wasn't hard, but it was laid back because we knew the skills that we had. Yeah. This junior college was a different ball game. Like, the first day, the coach was like, we're doing a seven-mile run. And ironically, that's when I quit baseball. <laughs> I, I went up to him, and I said, this is no longer fun. I quit. And that was my last baseball practice ever because wow. of running. <laughs> now you fucking and run And now for I fun. volunteer to run 100 miles.
0: Dude, that's it's crazy. It's like, it is
2: all weird full circle. And I would love to play baseball again. Like, there is a part of me, like, independent leagues, which is like, they pay you, like, $25 a game. They're always looking for a gimmick. I want to pitch like a series. Where I'm like, let's let this comedian who's actually in better shape
0: now than he was in college come Bruh. and
2: try to make a comeback.
0: Dude, I just uh, I, I, just went. It was my niece's birthday uh, this week. We went to a Ducks game. Uh, Ducks. Yeah. yeah, they're an independent. I was trying to figure out like what. And I've heard about the uh, Savannah Bananas. Savannah Bananas. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're the,
2: they're the traveling ones who kind of make it funny. Yeah. Like barnstorming, which is like an old school baseball thing where they'd put together a team like Babe Ruth used to do and they would just travel the team through the country playing mm-hmm. other white baseball players at that point <laughs> yeah
0: well dude they do like they dance during the they have all these rules like uh, uh, a home run or a foul ball caught by a fan isn't out yeah i like, like they have all these like no mound visits no there's like a time cap for the game it's like all the it's called banana rules uh from what i've looked at and it makes it like way quick like quicker more fun uh more fan friendly more exciting
2: and it seems like a lot of people are going out to the games and shit which is cool because everyone yeah. that's a thing like baseball is a I was a bullpen oh, pitcher dude. like it's not uncommon for bullpen pitchers to sleep in the bullpen like it wasn't yeah. rare for someone to have a sleeping bag and be like I'm going to tap out let me know when I got to come into the game that's so. Funny. and you get woke. like that's I think why I do comedy because the bullpen is like the first pilot I'd ever written was called the bullpen just because the characters are are wild the things bullpen pitchers do are crazy that's what kind of stuff just to fuck. I mean, we're fucking with each other. Hot feet. I don't know if you know what a hot foot is. That's when you light your teammates' cleat on fire. <laughs> it's like really aggressive thing. Like, we would fuck with people in porta-potties, not fully pushing over it. There would be the hole in the top. Yeah. So we would drop baseballs into the hole, which would cause the shit if it was full to plop up.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, oh. I remember one time this was done to me. I was at a Brooklyn Cyclones game, and they do that thing where they put, like, two fans in those big hamster balls. Oh, and yeah, roll yeah. Across mm-hmm. the f- they had the hamster balls behind the bullpen. Okay. Before we go on, me and my dad are in there. The pitchers are just firing balls at us while we're in this hamster ball. Just ripping line drives (laughs) at us from the bullpen to us standing like 20 feet away from them. Just (laughs) drilling. And, like, that's the – I mean, baseball players are a wild. I still – I luckily, one of my friends still plays, and I get to see what even at, like, the high level they are. Baseball players are just crazy all over. Dude.
0: They are, you know, what's funny because that that is surprising. If you told me that hockey players are crazy, I believe it. Basketball players crazy, believe it. Baseball players feel like, they feel like they're not crazy. They have this perception of being like the most put together. It feels like. To well, because
2: I think it, it is a huge mental game because it is so hard. You have like split seconds to make decisions, yeah. but you also have so much time. There's no other to sport kill, dude. and you have time yeah. with each other. So like you, you developed this weird bond with your team, and it's all like I will be honest. The one year of college I had was the most fun I ever had. Like just getting stoned with my yeah. teammates and going to like half price apps at Applebee's and yeah, dude. like I that remember was
0: one of the best books I read was The Bad Guys one talking about uh, the crazy, New York Mets book. Yeah, let's go Mets, baby. What was I cut you off that what you're going to say? Oh, it was won.
2: just one of my worst memories was going to an Applebee stoned. We had a junior who was hung out with all the freshmen because he transferred in from a Division One program, and. It was at that point, known I was the number one reliever. I didn't make the starting rotation as a freshman, but I was told I was the first one coming out of the bullpen. That was my job, was the long relief guy. And he said that day at the Applebee's, he looked at me and he said, first one out of the bullpen, first one under the knife. Oh. And then it was maybe a few weeks later where I blew out the arm and then three weeks later was under the knife. Wow, Full reconstructive surgery, like literally 100% off the bone. Oh, God. He apologized dude. for that. He's like, I didn't know it was going to happen. I'm like, obviously, I know you didn't do it, but it is still crazy that you said that, and then it came to fruition. Wow. But I got hazed before the game, and I fully believe that's what happened. They threw a line drive at me when I wasn't looking, and it hit me square in the elbow, <sighs> and then I had a pitch with the swollen elbow, so I'm guessing maybe the swollenness of the elbow. That Corey sucks, McGinnis, dude. fuck you, motherfucker. I'll never forget your name. He is very fat now. <laughs> he is so fat. He's like as fat as I was when I was fat, so... Dude, what we were you, what, were you at, what
0: were you at your fattest? 354 pounds. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. And, and I had What are no you now? Dude, you're looking lean and mean. Uh, I was
2: down to 164, but I started eating meat again post breakup. <laughs> I point to the egg tattoo. Were you vegetarian? I was vegetarian for two and a half years. Oh,
0: dude, that's so bad. I know, and that's then, so unhealthy.
2: you know, a beautiful blonde woman looked at me one time and I was like, I'll kill the chicken myself. <laughs> that's all it took. That my my morals, my love for chickens uh. was as strong as that. I do Uh, love chicken, man. Because she works in like fine dining, so like I can't turn down the meals that are being presented. And also, you don't want to you don't want to be a vegetarian for someone who's attractive. It's an it's it's an it's an unattractive quality.
0: Vegetarians, dude. There's a I mean, what it was (laughs) eleven Madison Park. It's like the best restaurant in the world. One of them. They're vegetarian. I'm like how. If you're paying that much money, I need, like, I'm sure it's delicious. They very famously
2: have a back room, though, for their real diners. Do they really? Yeah, you could still get, like, a back room and get a meat dish.
0: There. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I do like, like that. It's like the
2: secret meat room. Yeah, man, if you're paying that no, much, we'll I need some, room. like,
0: oysters. I need some, uh, like, fish or meat or whatever, dude. I've never
2: been in that world of, like, what rich people. My palate has always been the autistic palates. So when I find something I like, I stick with it. And now I'm, like, experimenting with, like, tuna tartare. And I'm like, what is happening yeah. in my mouth? But also, it's like, I was eating plants. Or What I'm trying to get at oh. is the girl that I'm dating has a very weak plumbing system in her apartment. And <laughs> she made me start eating meat again. So it's been so hard to not take massive meat shits in her apartment. You know, I've had to time my shits out around Brooklyn. You know how panicked I've been the last five weeks of my life just having to find places to shit around the city?
0: Dude, that's, uh, there is nowhere to shit in this city at all. No, public parks close their bathrooms now for some reason.
2: I mean, I have, this was the one dude, good thing. I
1: could never... Take a, a number two in a public park. Washington Square a Park. Number two. I can barely use the urinal there. And you have to be watching over your back because there's always yeah. a homeless guy who's just standing in the corner menacing. You're like, he's just waiting <laughs> for a weakness. Things worse than the menace while you're pissing. Oh, yeah. Because then you're getting the nervous stream. You're like breaking stream. And that that's like the only one I've ever been in. I, I Maybe... um. Union Square. I went in that one, too. I got a list of uh,
0: Starbucks that you don't, that with the codes, that uh, market, uh, Delancey and Exa. Yeah, yeah. Essex, you rave I got about the, that. Uh, that's a clean one. I got the code for it. Uh, that's what you do. I just <laughs> keep them in my phone. I have bathroom codes. I literally have a running list of bathroom codes in my phone where it says the location it's in, the neighborhood, the and the code. That's really smart. Yeah. I'd like, I'm not searching out parks to shit, in. it's just if, if that's
2: what stumbles upon but yeah, those are scary bathrooms because Could it feels like a video game. It? Like you have to defeat characters to get to the toilet, and then the condition <laughs> of the toilet is yeah. is horrendous.
0: Absolutely, I'm like I just beat two bosses, and there's shit on the seat for this. Oh yeah, I got to wash my hands after cleaning the seat but, and after taking oh, a shit.
2: But like as a as a runner, like at those long distances, like you have to go to the bathroom during the race. Oh, so yeah. like, have you done that? Yeah, just like in, shit the in the middle of the woods, and I've learned my mistakes. You learn mistakes. The only way to learn from a mistake is to make one. And I've done that okay. once with using leaves to wipe my butt. Stop, Which dear. I did not know tear up your asshole like a motherfucker. If it's Dry or leaf. fresh? They felt fresh, but it turns out there's only like two leaves you could actually use. Okay. Really? Yeah, and I just went to town with these leaves and then like... I don't want to be so, that night, that night I'm on the, my, my family's driving me home from the race. I I hobble into a rest stop because I, I, in this race, it was a 55 miler called the Batona trail race. I stress fractured uh, the tops of both my feet because I didn't bring extra shoes. So your feet swell. And I fucked up. So like both my feet stress fractured. So I'm in bad shape. Then I sit down in this bathroom finally. And then I stand up and I'm like, Oh no, I'm like, I ruptured. some. I'm like, just blood all over i was like i this race killed me and then i texted my friend who's an ultra runner i was like what's going on what could this be and his first response back was did you wipe your ass with leaves (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah why he's like it rips you it's like sandpaper dude he's like you don't even feel it because the adrenaline's going so you don't actually feel what it's doing Wow, wow dude but yeah now what i've learned you bring biodegradable wipes you dig a little hole you squat down shit biodegradable wipe in the hole cover it up keep running
0: Oh my god! See, that's tough for me because I like to relax on the toilet. I like to play, you Same. know, game of chess on my phone. I like to look at Instagram. So I would be immediately ready to do that, and I would be like, forget that I'm in a race. I think, yeah, like you're
2: like you don't get that. You're like, you like I like to lean the elbows on the knees. Get yeah, the exactly. Marking down here, I got the little bruise <laughs> exactly. on the legs when I get up. You know, put it's my hands a underneath my panic chain of shit. Yeah, but going through a bathroom and ultra running is the worst things, especially when when it's like these freezing cold races. Oh, dude. And, like, I keep this hand water bottle because, like, I don't like to hold water bottles, so they make these ones that strap against your wrist. Mm-hmm. I remember one training run going into the porta potty It was, like, 18 degrees, probably less. It was freezing. And I go to pull down my pants to piss, and while I'm pulling down the pants, I just squeeze the water bottle right onto my balls, and I had nothing to really damp it off with, so, like, I just had to freeze my nuts off the whole run, and I'm just like, this is what Goggins would do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: That's
0: crazy, dude. Yeah, it's been uh it's you know, chaotic. Oh. Well, you like it though. I mean I can't imagine doing that. I love shit. it. It's that beating be the shit out crazy. of my body right now. My hamstring is in
2: pieces. I could play the side of my hamstring right now like a guitar. Like I could actually feel it and dude. kick it. So I'm trying
1: to let it settle.
0: Wait, is that not normal? I can fucking feel that too.
1: Everything I have, this guy has. Yeah, I, don't I know. know what's we're gonna going we're on. gonna name the episode uh the, the episode we found out Dylan <laughs> has autism.
0: <laughs> no, like I think my well, my hamstrings are so tight, dude. Like I, I thought that was like a ligament in my hamstring. Uh, hamstring. Who knows? Who knows, dude? Listen, I digress. Maybe I'm autistic. Who knows? I doubt it. But
2: Turns out he just has a torn hamstring.
0: Yeah. Dude, I also appreciate, I can tell you've done podcasts before because the way you put the cup down, everybody fucking that we have on just like, and I'm <laughs> like it down. come on, dude. You put it down so gently. It's a light, it's a light put down. I noticed it earlier.
2: I'm also, I've, I don't usually drink on pod, but this made me nice. I'm, I feel nice and warm now. It's a bad thing. Well, this is the this is the episode. He's autistic, and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, your shake has gone
0: away, so it's it official. Has, that's the worst. A double, like a double shot of whiskey does the body good. That's the worst
2: when people are like, "Are you doing okay, man?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then this has happened so many times. I pick up the menu at the stand, be like, "What I want," and then it's just like flapping. I'm like, "What the?" F-? I'm like, "It's got to be a dehydrated thing." Because I'm when yeah. I'm training and running, I drink a gallon a day, and I'm currently off running because of my hamstring. I have to take a few weeks off, and I'm not drinking that much water, yeah. so I'm thinking my body. I'm just trying to justify. It's not the twelve drinks a day. It's it's <laughs> not. It's the not mixing
1: in the water. Yeah. It's also not twelve guys. It's a, just a nice wholesome number. Uh, you don't have to justify it to these animals. No. Yeah, these don't. these guys are gonna be in the comments usually when someone says like a dosage. They'll be like, dude, that's nothing. I I do twelve shots before I get oh, out of bed, dude. If it's I like, could- yeah, you're you have a severe problem, buddy.
2: I love that when people when people don't realize what they're like. When I, I told someone, I'm like, dude, I, I was like, I've been drinking a lot lately. And my buddy went, yeah, but are you drinking in the shower yet? <laughs> I'm like, I think there's a barometer between the two. Like, there, there is still problematic behavior before it gets to just drinking in the shower.
0: Dude, I will tell you, a shower beer, that was used to be a thing in college. If you had a shower beer, I never had a bad night after a shower beer. I didn't do it all the time. But if when you're getting ready to go out and you have a beer in the shower while you're getting ready to go, that was always a good night. I believe that's in the. It Bible. was like a weird. It, it was like a. It, it always worked out. It was always a legendary fun night, and it was it was that one. I gotta have a shower drink soon. I got. I'm gonna start that drinking. Should
2: be the podcast. You guys just record in the shower drinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, K- K- Kerrigan, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I dr- I don't drink. I just drink kombuchas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. make alcoholic kombucha now. Yeah, I know. I've had one, but accidentally. I don't, yeah. Really. Yeah, it, I'm not, like, that type of guy where I'm going to drink. Like, I don't really like alcohol when I drink, but I drink a lot, you know? Yeah. So it's not, not really a problem. It's accidentally, yeah. He, can I, you
0: imagine I, that? Just, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, fuck, I saw Kerrigan a couple of weeks ago. What
1: happened to him? Oh, he accidentally had an alcoholic kombucha. Dude, you couldn't get drunk off those. Because, <laughs> first of all, the, you'd have to drink so many of them, and they're so, they're so filling. Like, I would, that would be like a competition. If you could, You'd could, you have to be, like, a, Kabi, what's that guy's name? Kambayashi. Kobayashi. Kobayashi, Kobayashi, Kobayashi of, like, <laughs> of kombucha to get just to get to the level you're drunk. Who's but the there who's are some the... strong ones now too. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: You'd also be so healthy. The amount of probiotics in there, you'd yeah. be drunk, but also like you would just be pumped full of like penicillin. You couldn't get sick for
1: months. Yeah. And for the listeners at home, this has no alcohol whatsoever. Thanks for and only three grams of sugar, down, Which yeah. is good.
2: You're like, there's no alcohol. He's like, I've been drinking for weeks. I'm like, did I accidentally come onto the sober otters podcast? <laughs> 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 Here uh, I am. It's not even. I don't even know what time we. Oh no, we sat down at two. It's okay to have a drink at two. Yeah, dude. It We're was common. Two o'clock
0: pod, man. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what is? You know what? No one respects if you just Comedy. take a break from drinking. No one respects it. But someone who's like, I'm sober now. They're like,
1: people are like, oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. People, do, people actually depends on your crew. They don't respect it. The guys I've rolled with had a, a bet of when I was gonna start drinking, and one guy tried to hedge his bet. We're at a strip club that he wanted to go to. I didn't. It wasn't my my idea, but uh, so I I had O'Doul's. like I just quit drinking, so I yeah. would drink in duels in that scenario, and dude, he switched and marooned them, really to to hedge his bet, so that I, you know, so because I, I did drink it, you know, because like yeah. he'd switched it, bang goes wow. back, and he was like, I know, he was like, I got him, but it didn't work. <laughs> but that's the type of crew I was with. They're actively rooting against you, and all your friends are too. By the way. Oh yeah, Michael, what are you like at a strip club? Um, usually not wanting to be there, kind of <laughs> like I don't enjoy it that much. And okay. you got, but you got to be friendly. Uh, not that I, I don't go anymore, but you got to be friendly because like the girls are working there. You don't want to be like the guy, like Meh. you know, like ru- you know.
2: That's me. I've never you don't earned, like a strip club. I've never earnestly gone to a strip club. Really, okay. I've been to a strip club two times in my life. Once for a stand-up show. Once for a podcast taping. Yeah! Well, wow. I've never been to see the women. Really? Never. Oh, I mean, they're, they're good looking. Go. You know fun. what I mean? That's not I the have problem. no interest.
0: It's always a fun time.
2: See, to me, that's never been loud music. One throws me off because I'm like, I love tits, I hate loud music. Why am I going to combine my greatest foes
0: and my (laughs) greatest love? Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to let them battle it out. Because the
2: louder the music gets, I don't see anything. I turn off and kind of my shoulders go high and I go like, anytime I get weird, I go like that. So I just sit there like this and I'm like, now I just look like the weird guy who doesn't like tits. I'm like, no, you're beautiful, miss. It's just this fucking, I can't hear poison
1: anymore. Yeah, yeah, they do love the uh, the old school like rat like round and Yeah, round. here I go again on
2: my own, and it's like we get it, we get it. Here <laughs> we you get go again, a
1: single mom. I feel like your your
0: happy medium would be Hooters. That's you know, no loud music, wings that everybody likes. There you go. <laughs> Hooters is strip clubs for autistic people. Yeah,
1: dude. If they change that to their slogan, I mean, dude, Hooters is is it, basically it's a it's training wheel strip. It's for the the father who couldn't convince his wife to like bring the fam to the strip club he's like we're getting them used to it with wings although i had a buddy who used to go to legs and eggs at strip clubs and i didn't even know if it was for the women or the food he used to like rave about the food. he's like dude the buffets what is ter- legs and eggs it's breakfast buffet at the strip club couldn't be to it's me tough. more disgusting yes. i hate buffets and if i'm going to a buffet i don't want it at the strip club <laughs> I hate buffet food, dude. That's like uh, the second time my in like three eggs weeks. Eggs Benedict that that with that pussy Walk in, in my face. Yeah, because I hate buffet food. It's disgusting. And cafeteria <laughs> yeah. eggs Benedict. That dude. was my rock bottom.
2: Was eating alone at a Golden Corral. Holy moly! That uh, is in New Jersey, Route Nine, New Jersey. Uh, I believe it's around Howell. If I had to give out the exact one, Howell on Route Nine, or it's technically Freehold. Yeah, I ate at the Golden Corral alone enough to where the employees were kind of like. Are you good? Like, you're too young for <laughs> this. There's a lot of old fat men there in trucker hats eating alone, but, like, I was a kid. I was 23 when I was that fat. Oh, God. Like, Golden Corral's really the type of place where you meet one person who works there, and they're like, you shouldn't eat here. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I know I shouldn't, but where else could I get all of this?
0: Oh, dude. Dude, yeah, I love buffets that. Buffets
2: were, were big for me and that, in Golden Corral, land and then that's when that was kind of like an eye-opening there's a lot of rock bottoms but that was like a lot need to line up before you make a decision yeah that was one of them (laughs) that
0: was definitely a big one that i could go back to and be like golden corral that's dude i love a buffet all you can eat sushi there used to be a place by my parents house real good you go for lunch
1: 35 dollars. that's a classic example of america bastardizing japanese culture they're like there could be nothing less about sushi than all you can eat. Sushi was like, because we had another guest on there telling us, like, sushi is a, in uh, Japan. It's a very small portion. It's You know, it's not stuffed with all this rice. America, we're like, all you can eat, we'll funnel it right down your fat face. Til <laughs> Tempura. Till you puke. Uh, all different sauces. Yeah. yeah. That great
2: old Greg Giraldo bit where he's like, in America, we have a dessert called Death by chocolate. Yeah. I was <laughs> oh. like, do you think in... I forgot what country said. So do you think they have death by emergency aid relief bag of rice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dude, the
0: only, the only thing less uh, sushi than a, in a buffet is mayonnaise on a sushi roll. I've
1: never no. heard of that.
0: Any aioli. kind of mayonnaise. Like an aioli sauce? Like, uh, I'm like... I've never heard of but it. But I don't eat sushi. Yeah, then, it's like so. mayonnaise, dude. I love
2: the it word aioli because it reminds me of areola.
0: <laughs> it also... uh Let's you pretend that you're not actually just eating mayonnaise
1: yeah they tried to class up mayo just mayo with like olive yeah that's like when sleepies
2: rebranded as mattress
1: firm remember that? Is that the same company absolutely i did
2: not know know that just one day they were like we're mattress firm which is wild when you've been sleepies to everyone dude i'm think i'm gonna do that
1: because they sell the same
2: thing i'm gonna do the same exact act i'm just gonna be like hey guys i'm for some reason my name went My fake name was Phil Necro, which is an old knuckleball pitcher in the major leagues. I don't know why I went to such a specific old baseball player. I'm
0: not going to lie. All of all comics are so like mentally unstable that if you just showed up and you were like, (laughs) hey, Dan, what's up? And you're like, actually, it's Phil Phil Necro. Now, nobody would bat an eyelet. Everyone would be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Did you see (laughs) Phil? Yeah. he used to be Dan. He changed his name and everybody. No one would address it. He does jokes about knuckleballs. Now, Dan's lost it. Through your face every and then behind your back, everyone would be like, dude, do you that's see, what I've learned. Lamori just changed his name to Phil Nico. Comics
2: out? will be the nicest they could yeah. be to your face, and then later that day, they'll be like, Did you hear what so and so said about you? And I'll be like, That's what they said. I'd be like, They literally told me they love me 20 minutes ago. What the,
0: <laughs> it's really, it's
1: why, wa- yeah. I mean, yeah, like changing your name whenever I see it on Facebook or Insta or whatever, it's basically, um, it's bankruptcy for your life, like you, you'll see certain. <laughs> It tends to be women more often, but, like, when they keep changing, I'm like, gosh, she went bankrupt again. Another break. Like (laughs) That's (laughs)
2: just bankruptcy for your life is a name change. That's
1: going to be the name of the episode. Not when you change it from, like, you know, an abbreviation. You know, when it's a full new name, like, it's just like, I'm like, all right, what happened? Let's hear the backstory. If you change your name, you should have to put the backstory behind
2: it. All right, this is what happened. I'd never do a name change, but I can see a time where there will be comics who will come up to you and be like, did you hear about Dan Lamort? He's a sadhu walking the mountains of India now. (laughs) When I run out of everything and I'm like, dude, comedy's really over for me when I've alienated all people. Yeah. I'm just going to do something like that. Just climb. Dude, I'm I'm never not going to do something crazy. I could see you climbing Everest. Absolutely. I I could see you doing it. I think I'll die doing something like that.
0: (laughs) I hope. I can only hope I go out cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Who's that guy who he, he used to have like a, oh fuck, I forget his name. He's a real like men's rights guy. And he just died. He used to have like podcasts where he would, like, just, you know, Jordan Peterson died. No, 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 that was a bit. It, he, yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing dude, wrong with Pepper. It was this
0: black <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was something. He had a real weird forget. name, right? You know who would know it? Like Gully Bufudo Gully. or something. No,
1: no, so wrong to get
2: a really black guy and then say, What's his name? Bufito.
1: No, that's just something going on with a guy with a name like that recently. And he's a men's rights activist, which <laughs> no, I'm No, it's
2: not like a oh, men's Oh, yeah, the dude who
0: would, you know would
1: judge
2: the women. Like, they would come on a show and he'd rip them apart. Did that he, guy. Did he die? He died. He died. He died.
0: You oh, know how no. he died? He had a heart attack having sex with someone. Yeah, yeah he like, was very intense about, like, um... He called himself... He would be like, uh, I'm a high-value man, or are you a high-value woman? And he used to like hold like people accountable. People. And it turned out he show. was in debt
2: too when he died. Like they found out he was in
0: debt. I don't remember. I don't know. I just saw that. You know, because one of our buddies is a big fan of uh, this thing. he would bring he would bring people on and people would be like, you know, I need a man who's over 6'2", who makes over $200,000 a year, who has an education, who blah, 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 and rattle off all these criteria. And he would be like, okay, well, that person is the top 1% of the population. What do you bring to the table? And they would be like, like, okay, what's your degree? And be like, well, I never graduated college. I never went to college. I dropped out of high school. Okay. Well, um, do you have any kids? Yeah, I have three kids. Okay. And how old are you? Oh, you're 33. Okay. Uh, And what's your job? Well, I need someone to support. And he would be like, okay, well, this 1% person, what makes you think that he's going to pick you? He's going to pick someone else in the top 1% of criteria.
2: And not a single time did any of the women just look at him and be like, have you seen my pussy? (laughs) Not a single time. And I never respected that because some of them might have had that. That defeats all of them. Some
0: people have magic. Yeah. But he died having sex with a woman. He had a heart attack.
1: Yeah. I've been just, I just got into him like, um, Couple months ago, I was watching a lot of vid- his videos. He was great. <laughs> so I didn't agree with him on all stuff, but he I like wore one out
2: him. for a legend. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, you cannot agree. You can agree or not agree with people, but you cannot de- deny that some people are just purely entertaining. Oh yeah. Also, if try. he
2: actually was in debt, that makes it so much funnier that he's like this guy telling women what they can get, and he's just in. That's so funny. Oh to- yeah, yeah. It yeah, depends
1: yeah. on who he's in debt to. For me. Like the government, I don't care because they're just, they're just going to use that to, for a new war. It's like you just saved some kid in a third world country from getting bombed. But uh, if it's to like, I don't know. I guess I really don't care who he owes as long as it's not me. I just thought of him like, I don't care if he owes colleges, the government, the banks. I don't like any <laughs> of these groups. Uh, all right. How are you feeling, dude? Great. Yeah, we usually do about an hour,
0: out of like an hour fifteen right now. So, oh, wow, okay. unless you got, yeah, unless you got anything else, we'll uh, and Otherwise, you got to do any can... plugs,
1: you got shows where people can see you, where they just can find for... you. Look at that, dude! You just finished that thing. Yeah, yeah. Look... that was a double. That was perfectly timed, yeah. Dude, it's the rule of forty percent. You think this kid's gonna fail on that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This was.
2: I might switch. I usually drink Jim Beam on the rocks. Oh, Jim Beam. I might stinks. switch to Makers. Makers
0: is the best. I mean, it's I usually go
2: drink. for Woodford if I'm going like nice and fancy. That's nice, yeah.
0: But that was really smooth. It's it's kind of sweeter, which is what I like.
2: That was that was. Dam- Dangerous how not bad at tasting on the rocks. I'm new to on the rocks. Yeah, that's so, what
0: makers I started with. So um,
2: so the last yeah. three weeks, if we really want to talk about it, has been three tattoos, switching to liquor on the rocks. I, get, I drink coffee now. I never really drank coffee, and I'm already on black ice coffee. Good. Are you doing um, cold brew? No, not cold brew Dude, yet. Cold just, brew, that's where I draw too much, too much for me. That would probably be too much for me. Like, uh, the, the I already drink a couple black coffees a day, and I'm like, that's that's already, like, a huge... Like, dude, my resting heart rate
0: used to be, yeah. like, 48 that's great. when I was running.
2: Now, when I have my watch on, my resting heart rate's in the 70s. I'm like, what have I done in yeah. the last
0: few weeks? Yeah, dude. That's what mine is. You know what it is? I'm drinking, like... I stopped drinking ca- caffeine a little while ago, like, a couple weeks ago, because I, I realized I love coffee. I would drink a pot of coffee a day, and I was drinking a pot of coffee a day. I was smoking, like, those Miley vapes all day. Yeah. And then I was having like panic attacks at the gym. And And I'm like, like, what's what's happening? happening? (laughs) Like, what's happening? My anxiety's bad today. I don't know why. I'll like do a set and I'm like, why
1: does it feel like my skin's crawling? Uh, It used to happen to me in high school. I would get a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts across the street. I'd be drinking my coffee in history class and I'd start getting real nervous and I'd always forget that I was high every day. I'm like, this (laughs) coffee's making me so paranoid right now. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you took six bong hits before you walked in the door. But like the coffee was the thing putting me over the edge. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's so the best. funny, dude. All oh, right, yeah. you feeling good?
2: I feel good. Hell I can't yeah, wait dude. to be a next time I'll come back, this whole arm will be done. Dude,
0: I can't I can't wait to see you next. You're gonna have at least three more tattoos. One just right on I'm the face. I'm gonna see you a week oh, and, oh, yeah, and a half. Yeah, once I now. see the face
1: tattoo, that's when you
0: know it's hitting.
2: If I ever get one on the face this soon, I, I put the disclaimer in this soon, I'm like, that's when it's an issue. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think be he's a thinking about it as a he's like, eh, Just putting the state of New Jersey right under his eye. If I ever get a state or an area code tattooed on me, that's when it's over. That means I'm really in a bad place if it says oh.
0: 732 on my knuckles. <laughs> Where are you from? You ever heard of it? Monmouth County, New Jersey? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, baby. Well, we're dude, thank you for coming. Tell them where they can find you. Plug anything you have coming up. This is coming out in a few weeks. it be out at, the, like, I think the end of July. At but. this
2: rate, see me at your local bar or mental institution. Uh, if not, at Dan Lamort on social media. July 24th, doing an hour at the stand. Long set. Hell yeah. Okay. Called uh, Dan Lamort a completely different person. Which is funny. That was named after a joke about losing the weight from years ago. And then I named the hour of that and everyone's like you're such a dick man. I'm like this was already named this before. I think that's fine, dude. And it's still very into the situation. It dude, it, it 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 applies.
0: People change every 6 months to I'm a year. I'm breaking out much.
2: of my shell, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. He just
0: tapped if you can if you're listening uh on audio. He just tapped the uh the egg, egg crack uh tattoo that he has on yeah, his face. Yeah, list. there's
2: a I've that's one of the meanings you have to people or so you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. That's nice, a new one. Yeah. That's not I got it cuz I liked the way it looked.
0: It does look cool.
2: Yeah. But that's it. You can see me there. Dan All right, Yeah,
0: Dan Lemoore at Instagram. Michael? Mike T. Kerrigan on Instagram. Uh, Dylan Krasinski on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. Uh, sea Seattle Town Hall is out every Wednesday. We post the clips pretty much every day now. Uh, but yeah, give him a listen. Rate, review, subscribe. You guys know what it is. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for Dan for being yes. here. Go give him a follow, baby. And we will see you next week. Good night. All right. Uh-huh.